BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. We now live in a era, I'll just say, or a period of time in which, you know, witchcraft is trending and there's this whole idea about like, you know, anyone can be a witch, everyone's a witch, you know, nothing special has to happen, you know, and, and then that kind of gives people the wrong idea about what is necessary for some of this work. And it can sometimes be really hard for new people who don't feel connected to the work because they feel like automatically they should have all the plugins for it. Um, so if if you feel like you are starting your witchcraft journey and you're like, I don't know, I just don't feel connected. I'm not really that into it. I don't like it. It's okay for you to not participate in it because when it comes to witchcraft, those who are really, please hear me out when I say this, those who are really meant to do it in the way that, you know, everyone can learn to do art, but then there are people who are just meant to be artists. And so those who are really kind of born to do this work, the work will reach out and grab them. And it usually happens when they're pretty young, but sometimes it does happen later in life. People will awaken to it at a different time, but spirit will come and find you and grab you and show you what it is that they want. And so for me, it happened very young where it was coming out of me all the time. I was dreaming of future events. Me making it rain was, was a very controlled aspect of it. Even to this day, I suffer with issues like I get really sad and the bathroom floods. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and uh, what you just heard at the beginning of this episode was a clip from the podcast Invoking Witchcraft. And uh, it's not a recent episode, it's it's one from a while back, but in it they are discussing what makes someone a witch, and I don't, I don't really agree <laughs> with what they're saying there. Um... They're talking about someone needing to be open to spirits to truly be a witch. And if you listen to this show, you know that I fundamentally disagree with that limited of a definition. Um, But that disagreement prompts the question, what exactly is a witch? How do we define a witch? How do we define a witch? Well, that's what we're talking about today. But before we get to the topic, uh, I do have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, this is the June 2022 episode. And uh, as those of you who you know have been listening to the show for a while know that every July I do a, a Q&A uh, slash feedback episode. And that means I need questions from you, the listener. And while I do have some, I would like more. <laughs> I would like more. So if you would like me to answer your question on the show, all you have to do is go to bsforwitchcraft.com slash contact, fill out the form, put your question there, and if you get that to me before July 15th, I may include it in the episode. Um, I always anonymize the questions. I do not say the name of the person asking. I, yeah, but so, uh, you know, if you're you're worried about anonymity, um, I can give you as much anonymity as you need. 
Uh, I won't say your name. And uh, please, obviously, though, don't include any details in the question. You wouldn't be okay, you know, being public. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go to bsrwitchcraft.com slash contact. And again, if you get that question to me before July 15th, I can include it in the episode, potentially. Um, and th these Q&A episodes are actually really important for the, the show because a lot of uh, episode topics that I've ended up doing over the years have come out of questions that I didn't think that we needed to cover something. But then I got questions about it for that Q&A episode, and that's led to entire episodes like the, the, the example I usually give is the gender and witchcraft episode. I probably wasn't going to do that episode if it weren't for the fact that I got a question about it in one of the Q&A episodes. So please, I, I would love to, to hear your voice and know what you, you know, want me to know and answer the questions that you have. So, yeah. Anyways, back to fundamentally defining what a witch is, I guess. So that's what we're going to try to do here. Now, if you go all the way back to episode one of this podcast, where I did kind of uh, the, the basics episode, where I, I ran through a bunch of definitions of things, um, I did give a definition of a witch. I did. So let's... Uh, Rather than just reiterate it and reread it, why don't we uh, go back to Trey from a couple of years ago <laughs> answering this very question. What is a witch? Oh boy, we're going to start out with the easy and hard one. A witch is anyone who practices some sort of witchcraft. That's it. It's not a gendered term, so if you're a man, woman, non-binary person, or any other flavor of human being, I forgot to mention, you can be a witch. Anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong, and I've got sources to back it up. So, of course, that was exceptionally vague because it relies on a definition of witchcraft. So, just for completion's sake, just for completion's sake, here is my definition of witchcraft from that same episode. So what is witchcraft then? This is harder to answer. Like, I don't think I've ever really thought that hard about it. If I'm forced to label it, uh, witchcraft is kind of the umbrella term for any kind of magic work with its roots in folk magic. Be it directly derived from or only vaguely inspired by it, that's where it comes from. Kind of. Maybe sort of. Be Beyond that, I... I I kind of uh, know it when you see it. So yeah, witchcraft is doing magic stuff. That's that's, that's what I got. It's that's a really imprecise de definition, and uh, <laughs> it's just you can tell by feel. It's it's witchcraft. If you're, if you're doing, some people like to uh, separate like uh, thalamic stuff and like things that are you know. Uh, much colder as, as separate from witchcraft and I guess you could do that but really if you're doing any sort of uh, nature linked revivalist magical thing based on folk magic in some way shape or form that's witchcraft and yeah that was that was a terrible answer I'm sorry
And I did leave one thing out in those definitions, and that is that which is a self-selected term. It is a label you choose for yourself. We'll get to why that's important in a minute, but I would be remiss to not point that out. All right. So you'll notice these are broad umbrella definitions. These are not specific. And if we go back to that clip at the beginning of the episode, that episode of Invoking Witchcraft, and again, I'll link that in the show notes so you can listen to the whole context of their conversation on that show. But I think that the one thing that they're doing in that episode is the the biggest mistake a lot of us make, and that is assuming that every kind of witch is like us. It is the classic blunder, especially in uh, in conversations between witches and witchcraft spaces, is the assumption that everyone's witchcraft is either looks like ours or is supposed to look like ours. Because witchcraft is a very broad term. You know, I'm a Wiccan. For me, my, uh, my spiritual experience and my faith are very fundamental parts of my witchcraft, right? They are. It's, it is key to my experience with magic and spell work and witchcraft. However, that doesn't make a secular witch any less deserving of the title, right? I mean, friend of the show and uh, fellow Nerd and Tie Network uh, participant, uh, Brina Garen, who hosts Hex Positive, is a secular witch. And I, our witchcraft looks very different. Like, we have similar attitudes in, like, life, but our, our witchcraft actually looks very different from each other. Like, how we practice what we do in our practice and how we connect with it. It is very different. And if we held each other to each other's standards, we wouldn't meet them. Right? Like, the way that she practices doesn't look like the way that I practice, but we're both using the title of witch because we're both performing some form of magic. And, like, that's where I get into that that episode um, where they're talking about, like, spirit or compelling and um, that, like, oh, you have to, and, like, you have to... like. To really feel like you're a witch, it has to be something that compels you and drives you and you couldn't do it without it and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here going like, that is your experience. And I think it's great that you're having this experience and, uh, well, assuming it's fulfilling. If it's, if it's awful, then I'm sorry you're having an experience. But based on the, the person's, based on the host's general attitude, I'm assuming it's fulfilling and great. But they bring in the metaphor of an artist. And I think it's a better metaphor than they realize because they talk about it as like this spark, this talent, this drive, and they compare it to being an artist. Except, except I don't know how many artists this person actually knows because there is a fiction about artists. There is this fiction that artists are just like spring forth with all of this talent, skill, and creativity. I have known many artists in my life. <laughs> I have many friends who have professionally, you know, lived off of their art. Um, I 
wouldn't necessarily describe myself as an artist, although I did produce before this podcast. I was best known on the internet as a uh, webcomic artist because <laughs> I did a semi-popular webcomic for ten years, unconventional. Um, it, it's super niche, but it had a very devoted fan base. And I've been guests at events because of it. So, like, obviously my art was up to somebody's task. And so as, as a person who has spent a lot of my life drawing and has had people pay me money for it, um, and because of those situations has therefore also known people who I would actually would describe as artists who are far more skilled than I am. And I use that word deliberately. Um, any of them will tell you that art is a skill that you have to develop. And while some people start out ahead of the curve and with natural gifts and talents, no one is a great at it without practice and learning. Like, the reason why I know a lot of people who are excellent artists and the reason why they're so good at it is because they have spent hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of hours, creating that art. And that practice hones a skill. Uh, some of them went to school for it and learned techniques and learned... and and had put themselves in environments or the opportunity to learn and hone those skills. And I have seen people go from being mediocre artists to great ones. I, I have known people over the years whose art I have seen evolve and become better and better and better. And the myth is that people are just born able to create masterpieces. And that is bullshit. So that's actually why I find the artist metaphor more suiting to argue against this person's point than for it. Because, yes, actually, I agree. Witchcraft is exactly like art. Some people start ahead of the curve. Some people find themselves with natural gifts. But anybody, if they want it bad enough and practice hard and keep going, can eventually get at least decent at it. You may never be the greatest who ever lived, and it's going to take some people more work and more practice to get there than others. But to say that... To say that anyone is gifted in a way that's, that is special is just... It's coming from a very specific point of view, and it is, in my experience... Um, well, one of naivete. Um, this is a person who, for for him, I think I think his pronouns are he him. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it came easily to him, and so he assumes that for anyone else, that it doesn't come easy to them. That it's they shouldn't be doing it, and that's just incorrect. Now. I do want to say there are plenty of people who will say try witchcraft and find that they don't enjoy it and find that, yes, it is difficult for them and that they don't want to keep doing it. And there is absolutely no shame in that. There is no shame in that whatsoever to 
practice some sort of witchcraft and like go, I don't, I'm not feeling this. I'm not enjoying this. That's fine. If you decide not to keep doing it, if you decide to stick with it, that's also fine. I, in my life, have achieved many things because I'm a stubborn jackass. I am firmly in the corner of every stubborn jackass out there. But to, like, view it as whether one should or shouldn't. Whether one can or can't. That's where you get me. I think that it can be a determinator in whether someone wants it. But not whether or not you're capable of it. And it's a real simplistic look at things. Also, again, there's the assumption that that person, a person doing witchcraft, is trying to do the same kind of witchcraft that that person is. Because not every kind of witchcraft looks the same. Because most forms of modern witchcraft are either um, you'll get things like the transcendentalist stuff that, you know, you'll get. But you also find, like, you'll find variations of folk magic that have been handed down. And believe it or not, not every form of folk magic requires someone to have this deep spiritual revelatory experience. Sometimes you're making the charm because that's what your grandmother showed you how to do and that's what her grandmother showed her how to do. And you just do the thing. You follow the recipe. You follow the instructions. And it works. That doesn't require you have some grand moment. Now, when I'm talking about folk magic, and as I said before... Um, Witch is a title we only give to people who choose the title of witch. And there have been forms of folk magic that have existed since the beginning of people, right? It's some sort of folk magic has existed since people have existed. And there's this habit I have seen in modern witchcraft circles, and that is to refer to those ancestors, those forebearers, those people who came before us, and even people who still practice that folk magic now as witches. And you shouldn't fucking do it. <laughs> Just don't fucking do it. Witch is a self-selected title. But more importantly, prior to the 20th century, it was a title that nobody wanted. Witch was a reclaimed word, all right? The modern witchcraft movement took the word witch back. Prior to it, it was an accusation. It was a crime. It was a thing that somebody was called. It was, dare I say, a slur to people who would... A person, a folk magic practitioner, 150 years ago, would be deeply insulted if you called them a witch. It's just, you know... it. <laughs> And we don't fall into the Margaret Murray cult here either. Like, don't get me into this witch cult nonsense. It's witch is a title that nobody called themselves. It was a thing they'd be accused of. It was a crime. It was 
it was bad. And so you are, you, and there are people today practicing those folk magic techniques who do not have any positive connotations with the word witch. And so don't call them one. Only the person gets to decide if they are a witch. Only the practitioner gets to decide if they carry the word witch. Now, we love that word in the modern witchcraft movement. It's an empowering word to take. It is an empowering word to put upon yourself. But not everybody feels that way. And it is disrespectful to apply that word to anyone who does not choose it. So we do not refer to our <laughs> to, to those historical practitioners of folk magic as witches because they did not want the word and we don't refer to any modern practitioner as a witch if they do not choose the title themselves. And I cannot say that emphatically enough. So a witch is anyone who does witchcraft. Witchcraft is a variety of things, usually folk magic inspired, not always directly, but you're a person who does magic who calls themselves a witch. That's all it is to be a witchcraft. And if you think it has to be the kind of magic that you specifically do yourself and no other kind of magic counts, I'm sorry, but you're not in charge. I'm not in charge. Neither one of us, no one is in charge. That's the whole point. We are witches. We are a, a culture of people who don't have authority over each other. There is... <laughs> that's not to say there are no rules. The rules exist, but they exist within a tradition, right? Like, um, a specific group or tradition has rules for that group or tradition. But because witch is an umbrella term that covers many traditions and none of us have larger claim to it over anyone else. All that matters is the person is doing some sort of magic, no matter how complicated, great, or stupid it is. They get to be a witch and gets calm. They can be really wrong about shit all the time, as long as they're doing some sort of witchcraft and want to be called a witch, they're a witch. <laughs> it's That's it. It's, I know it's a lot of episode to get to that, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and also, like, I know that this is just a, a, an aside, and it has to go with that opening thing, and it's like, oh, like, it's let's avoid chosen one narratives while we're at it. Like, the self-aggrandizing I see in some of this stuff, it's just, like, I feel like, I feel like some of it's like to, to set up the, the person speaking as an authority of like, oh, and I had this grand moment, I was compelled and all this. And then I'm like, were you? Because <laughs> you're really trying to argue it hard for me. And like, I, I admit, I sometimes feel like a hypocrite if when I feel skeptical about people saying that because I myself had an epiphanal moment where I suddenly felt connected to the universe, blah, 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 blah. But I feel weird telling people about it. <laughs> Like, that was a deeply personal moment for me. I I think I detail it back in episode two. Like, a sh the the most detail I'm ever going to do, I think I did way back in episode two. And you can go, I'm, I won't play that clip. It's long. You can go back and find it. But, like, the full details of that experience and the full details of most of my experience with that sort of thing are never going on this podcast. 
or in public because those are mine. Those are personal. And I believe anybody is capable of having those experiences. And I also think they're not required. I don't think anyone needs to have the experiences I did to be just as much a witch as me. I think it's ridiculous to hold that as a requirement. Um, yeah. If you want to be a witch, just do some witchcraft and call yourself one. And anyone else who's putting up any other hurdles than that can shut up. Now, again, and again, I want to be clear. There are forms of witchcraft that have requirements, rules. Some require initiation. Some require, you know, study. Like, I'm not saying you can be any, every kind. I'm not saying you can be every kind of witch. But if you really want to be a witch, there is some sort of witch you can be. And while you can gatekeep a tradition, you can't gatekeep that word. Beyond, you know, the basic definition of you have to do something that you'd call witchcraft. Anything. Just, you know, something. I originally planned on doing something else this month, but uh, that someone showed me that episode and I just needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to yet another month of the show. Again, next month is our Q&A episode. And if you want your question to be answered on the show, if you want a chance at that, please make sure that it's sent in by July 15th. 2022. If you miss that deadline, it is possible that I will save your question for a future feedback episode down the road. But if you want to answer it on this year's episode, July 15th, 2022 is when you have to get it into me. Um, I would like to remind you guys that uh, the show is supported by um, listeners like you. Um, frankly, without your support, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to pay the bills on the show. So of course I want to thank my Patreons at the uh, the quote-unquote shout-out tier of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosi, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, and Echo of Truth, and Claire Dennis. Uh, if you would like to contribute to the show, um, you get these episodes a whole week early. And uh, you can give anywhere starting from a dollar on up. Uh, and uh, just go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N and contribute. Um, we are slowly getting closer. We are getting closer to a tier where I'm going to have to do a special live stream and I don't want to. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how much to promote the contributing to the Patreon because every time we keep getting like playing chicken with this one level and then it'll go back down and it goes back up and it goes back down. And so, um, if we hit $150 on the Patreon, I will do a, uh, live reading and react stream to uh, Silver Ravenwolf's um, To Ride a Silver Broomstick. And uh, don't make me do it, but on the other hand, make me do it. It should be actually really funny, but uh, again, I don't think we're going to hit that anytime soon. Prove me wrong! Anyways, 
If you can't afford to give to the Patreon, I understand. Please just consider then sharing the show with your friends. Show it to other people. Follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at T-R-A-G-O-R-N. I'm on Tumblr at uh, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. I'm on TikTok um, with the username T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And if you want to follow the show on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash BS Free Witchcraft. Just go to the page. Do not find my personal Facebook page. Just a reminder. Because people keep trying to... Fr- That's where I talk to my mom. But if you want to follow the show on Facebook, BS Free Witchcraft. It's uh, Facebook.com slash BS Free Witchcraft. So, and remember, this show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Um, we have a lot of different podcasts on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, including the great show Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary is a 5th edition um, actual play uh, podcast uh, hosted by... Uh, some great people some friends of mine and uh yeah they update fortnightly with episodes and it is a a weird west queer romance show (laughs) i don't know how to better describe it than that um it's really fun and it is one of the many great shows on our network and you can find and you can find them at nerdentie.com slash legendary and you can find all the nerdentie podcasts at uh nerdentie.com because it's a network that we're a part of. Yeah. So with that, Majikens, I will uh, talk to you guys in July. And uh, hopefully I will, I'll be directly responding to some of you. So neat, exciting, and all of that. And uh, always remember, dirt in our fingernails, breaking our hands.